and we're recording. Wait, who's hosting? Me? Uh, you? I guess coin I flip? could again. You've got a bunch of coin coins. Flip. Yes, coin flip it. Okay. Heads. Oh, I thought you had the coin. I might. Hold on. <laughs> you have or a whole roll of coins. <laughs> when did I say I had coins? I don't even have a dice in here. All right, I got something. Okay, that works. I was going to say we can flip a piece of a pick guard. I'm, I'm flipping a stack of post-it notes. I just have a clear pack. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Uh, this is the intro. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not cutting this. <laughs> uh, I'll call the back. Back it is. Okay. So that was a lot welcome. of dust. Oof. That was. <laughs> welcome to the effects loop. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. And I did that without looking at the scripts because I couldn't even find the script. Oh, it took us 145 episodes. This episode is brought to you by Westminster Effects. Name and claim your tone. Um, they are the proud makers of the Geneva Amp Sim, which he's been uh, Cody's been really pushing lately on uh, social media. I think I saw him even post it from his uh, personal account about uh, saying how analog is just better, and I could probably agree with that, even though I've never tried one, but I really, really want to. <laughs> you know, considering like. It- not to not to compare it directly, but we've seen a few other manufacturers start re-releasing analog amp sims again. Mm-hmm. Particularly last week, we saw Sans Amp be reissued after a hiatus. So, you know, there could be something there. Yeah, I think I even seen people start asking, uh, like, what's a good analog amp sim on? I don't remember if it was PNW, if it was regular Gear Talk, but somebody was asking about it and. It's just amazing, like what's out there now compared to what even five years ago, six, seven, oh yeah, or even ten. Well, just go back ten. Like all you really had was like the Sans amp, and uh, <laughs> we all had Hot Rod Deluxes. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when we all just had whatever fifteen watt amp was uh, available. I had our a forty local. watt amp that I never turned past. You know, like the Hot Rod Deluxe <laughs> had the off, 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 off uh, too loud. Like there was oh, like yeah. that, that, that spot between zero and like one and a half. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember uh, my worship leader at my home church. This was when I was still like first learning guitar. He had, it might've been a DeVille and he always had it in the sanctuary. So, and it was like a 1700 seater. Oh, I think. Yeah. So even at like two, by myself just in there because you know i asked him I was like hey can i play this he's like yeah sure like even like just mildly past two like the rafters were rattling from that thing <laughs> i was like oh my goodness well, so yeah like 16 year old me was like oh my gosh this is awesome <laughs> well the, the funny thing is basically because that's a lot of people's first tube amp they never realize like tube amps don't have a linear volume and like that and everyone's like, oh, two amps are louder and stuff like that. No, no, what it what it is is basically you're controlling the input to the preamp. You're not actually controlling the way the amp works. Like you're not, you don't have a master volume there, right? It's not that kind of a thing. And so your amp is always on a certain loudness setting. And so as you turn that knob from like two to ten, it's just distortion. It's not or overdrive, right? Like it's not really a loudness control and so like everyone's always like well two it should be like this and it should be like crazy when you should get louder it's just like no hot ride deluxe is this loud it's like always this loud um i've never thought of it that way see um i mean and there'll be some dude who like well actually you can control (laughs) yes when you're in the clean region of the preamp there is you know actual relationships but you get dirty on those things pretty quick so um Anyway, that's 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 a way to think of it. Is like you just you just have a volume that your amp is at. Hmm. Now we can get into like church design and why traditional churches are designed so that the choir loft and stuff like that that sound gets out into the room 
And so if you want to have guitar amps on stage, you kind of have to design the room differently. But yeah, that's, that's, that a, that's a discussion too. for another day or yeah. see my so if you want to, Yeah, so if you want to hear that discussion, uh, if you're in the process of building a new church, uh, mm-hmm. let us know. Acoustics.com, A-E-R-C-O-U-S-T-I-S-T-S. <laughs> and ask for Scott. <laughs> ask for Scott, give him all your money, make sure it gets billed to the Chicago office of Acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and please do yeah. it before the fiscal year ends at May 1. That would be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all that for Westminster Effects. Uh, they also make an SDD <laughs> 3000 preamp that uh, Cody, I would love to try that out. If you want to send me one, I'll send it back. So do we just do an ad spot for Cody stuff and we talked about Fender Hot Rod Deluxe the entire time? <laughs> yeah, so if your Hot Rod uh, Deluxe is too hot, try the Westminster Geneva Amp Sim. It is probably going to be the best thing you've ever heard with your ear holes. Okay, so I think that brings us into the what's new. Um, we'll let Scott go first since I'm hosting. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, well, I got a guitar back today, or yesterday. Which oh, nice. Which one was this? <laughs> this is, this is the, the Fender Nashville Telly that I sold last week, last Saturday. Oh, really? I, I shipped it. Um, yeah, and so it got roughly handled. Got a nice little ding in the finish, and so the guy like opened up immediately. He's like, dude, was this like there? And I was like, no. And bear in mind, I reused all the packing materials that they sent my my PRSCE in from Sweetwater, like double box. It has the cardboard framing, all this kind of stuff. And And they still managed to do that. And so, yeah, this, this telly took a massive hit somewhere. Um, and so we put in a claim on it. And so UPS showed up to that guy's house immediately, grabbed it, sent, sent it to inspection and sent it back to me. And so now I'm dealing with claims process on UPS of trying to get a credit for, um, repair. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm getting Chicago prices here on this and just going to say, hey, dude, I'm only send it, like, I'm probably going to send it back to him today or tomorrow and just be like, because he's, he's like, I, I'll live with the dent. He just like a repair, he just like a refund, like, you know, a partial, oh, yeah. which, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a dent in the guitar. It's a telecaster. You're supposed to dent it. Um, yeah. So, like, he's, he's been really cool about it, but like, we're trying to find this way of like, all right, can we get like compensation for damage? Cause you just devalued the guitar from UPS and like, mm-hmm. what's fair. How, how do you get that, you know, out of their shipping claims? So it's just, it's a headache. That's fun. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to be dealing with that soon too. Yeah. Speaking, so. speaking of shipping headaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll do that as my second what's new. My first what's new is I traded some pedals for a Vox AC4 in a not quite ugly purple, but purple is not my favorite color, and I was really hoping it was the blue version. But hey, I have a Vox tube amp now, so I'm not really complaining. Um, then, yeah, shipping stuff. I've been selling some stuff on eBay and a guy bought some uh, Dragon Ball Z books off of me and my partner. And yeah, it took me about an extra week to ship it because I was waiting to get ink for my printer. And he finally got it yesterday. I was shipping to LA and I shipped it on the... When... Okay, when did I ship this? The 15th. So it took over 15 days to get from Denver to LA goodness yes so i understand the frustration but that's also not my fault because once it got to the mail once it got to the mail the post office whatever the mail office whatever you want to call it it was out of my hands and now he's i put because since they're books i put it in a medium flat rate box right because you put some paper in there Mm -hmm. it's nice and protected he proceeds to send me a message this morning at like 5 or 3 a.m., something like that. So I wake up to this message, and he sends me a picture of a one of the little padded envelopes hmm. with the original label that I put on the box. So I, he had to take that off and put 
coin, like a roll of quarters or a roll of washers, something in there. And he's like, this is what I received. And that's all it is. It's just four pictures of that. And like, Oh, he's trying to open up a claim or something. And I called eBay today and they're just like, yeah, if he's uh, not satisfied with it, he can initiate a return. And that's really the only way he can get his money back. Like there's no strong arming that can be done. So I just sent him a long email basically stating how I don't appreciate what he's trying to pull. And, um, basically telling him it's like this is not what the US, the postal service does um and my favorite line of all because of how he worded his little note he decided to stick in there uh as stated above i have already contacted ebay about your last message if you're going to attempt to sell s scam sellers at least get the facts right of how these things work or at least make sure that the note does not contradict itself hashtag do better for real because I actually nice. posted the note that he sent in 60 Cycle Hum, which is where that originated. And I've had a few people be like, yeah, no, they actually put it in a bag that has a note on it. They don't put a little piece of colored paper, a sliver of paper with this printed on there. I'm like, okay, that's what I kind of figured. And I just told him, it's like, if this is really what you received, then you need to open up a claim with USPS because that's not what I sent and somebody somewhere is trying to fuck you over. And it's not me that has a four to five star rating on eBay and reverb. <laughs> just so clearly. Just yeah. Ridiculous, I've, it never is. Seen, <clears throat> I've never seen this version of it, but I mean, the, the other fun question is like, okay, so does this guy have a track record? What it did like, this is a See, weird I've, scam for me because it's very weird. He has 29 feedback ratings that he's given and they're all five. It's all, I think this is what he's received, right? Information. Are they all recent? Like, was this like a one, two, Ooh, that's a good question. January. No, like long -term. one of his, one of his reviews goes back to, Oh, the only written review that he's done is January 30th, 2017. And feedback given. Yeah, he's given a lot. Most of it is all five stars. So, yeah, this is very weird for him. So, it's either, yeah, he's trying to pull a fast one on me because I took an extra week to get it shipped off, which I already communicated. Hey, it's going to be a little late getting to the post office. Um, and now he's just trying to, like, claim that i scammed him and yeah I, I i preemptively called ebay this morning that's what i was doing before we were recording so that way we would hopefully have an interesting story and yeah so i might post uh his response to what i sent in our group tomorrow if he even replies he might drop it now that i've called him out on it Yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. Yeah. What a what a weird scam. Yeah, like like I, I even told like my last paragraph in the message was like, if you're really that dissatisfied with the service I provided, like just return the item. Stop trying to claim I sent you a roll of quarters mm -hmm. or whatever is in the bottom of the bag. Wow. Plus, why would I pay fifteen dollars? for a box instead of the like five to seven for a bag <laughs> yeah i mean the bags i'm are trying like, to scam somebody out the bags are like eight but yeah yeah like by the way you can do i don't know i don't know if it's if flat rate's still cheaper or not but with books you can do uh media mailer rates uh yeah i probably could have done that but i don't know if they had an envelope thing big enough for that um mm -hmm. when i sold some sailor moon um dvds that were also the girlfriends um i think i did, did those media mail because it was only two of them so it fit right in there just fine hmm. yeah well oh, i have a reply this should be interesting ooh, live on the air live on air how do i get back to my messages <laughs>
You know what? Fuck it. We'll open it up on the phone. There are no books that was sent. I do not scam. Oh, now his uh, English has gone down. Okay. Um, this is what was received. This is not what I purchased. Send refund. Thank you. You as a seller need to contact USPS and find out what happened. That is your, in all caps, responsibility. Stop wasting people's time. Uh, is He's, that me he... that needs to contact USPS? Seems weird. I mean, that, it, that is very this is one of those fun ones of uh did he actually initiate a claim with ebay um he did when it was taking me a little while to get it to the thing but it was just like you know item hadn't been received yet and so i just updated the shipping again and took it to the mail took it to the post office like that day. no it was the day after i already dropped it off so like tracking and already gotten updated in the ebay system and he initiated a claim for item not received yet and i'm like um it's already in the mail so i don't know what you want me to do about this <laughs> so i think i'm just gonna let ebay handle it at this point because i can try calling ups and opening up a claim on it but uh i'm sure they're probably going to tell me it's the receiver that needs to do it Yeah, I, I think this is one of those situations where he's trying to trick you into flaking and, and giving a refund right away. Oh, yeah. Which also, <laughs> by the way, like the answer is I will refund you when you send when I receive the product back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was one of the things I told him, too. It's like uh, when I spoke to eBay today, they said you can initiate like open up a uh, return claim, refund claim, just return whatever thing and send it back and it gives me a couple of days to review the item sent back and then we go from there so i yeah. just told him it's like hey you can if you really want a refund do it this way so i'm probably going to be a bit of a smart ass and go find the return page on ebay and be like hey if you want a refund do it this way i'm not sending the money back just willy-nilly mm-hmm yeah, I so. think I, a lot of people don't understand that how that component of, you know, no. this thing works. They think, well, because I mean, like, uh, Amazon's really unique in that of uh, if you're a, like a Prime member and you're like, you're a pretty regular buyer of Amazon, they'll refund you mm -hmm. like the minute they have it in their possession. Like the minute uh, you I ship it, you get paid for it. The same way, like, yeah. if you're a preferred seller on Reverb, you get paid as soon as you print a, uh, a shipping label sometimes. Yeah, I've actually, that's happened to me recently because I've been shipping a lot of more stuff through Reverb. And I think the other day I sold um, an overdrive. And as soon as I print off the label, I was like checking my email an hour later and it was like your earnings have been paid out. I'm like, wow, usually it's next day. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty quick about yeah. that. I mean, uh, which is nice. I mean, I'm never... I'm never in a spot where I have to sell something to pay something else off that quickly, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, being consistent with that stuff earns you credit. I mean, and that's essentially what it is. It's, it's them giving you money on credit. Or, yeah. yeah and or trust. So, yeah. And actually that week that I mailed this thing to this guy, I think I had like two other orders on eBay. I just let everybody know. It's like, Hey, I, I can't print out the labels and I already purchased them through eBay. So, uh, USPS, please let us print at your stores. Cause that would be nice. Um, oh, so labels? Yeah, like if you already have bought it, I'm not going to go spend another 15 bucks at the post office to ship something is like, okay, I like, this is, it's literally basically a technical issue. I will get it out as soon as I can. <laughs> the other two people were like, okay, thanks for the update. And then this guy's just, I want my money back. Uh, and cancel the order. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, then cancel the order, send it back as soon as you get it. And I'll be glad to give you your money back. Yeah. So. I mean, I've, I've had that with people before, uh, like on reverb particularly of like mm -hmm. the day it shipped oh you know you know something came up i you know i can't do this anymore and what's funny is it's always the cheap pedals is where this happens oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's never the 
you know, you sold the $300 pedal. It's the, it's the $70 pedal where, you know, a dude right. only needs 70 bucks, which does make some sense too, of just like, just your credit stability versus what you're willing to spend on things. They're related. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying people buy cheap pedals or poor or insolvent, but it, you know, you just see that kind of stuff there more, or at least I have mm-hmm. personally, but I haven't been trying to sell, you know, Strymon Big Skies. So maybe it happens at that <laughs> level too, where people like buy one and then have instant regret because they're 16 and shouldn't be buying a $400 pedal with their 725 an hour job. Um, mm-hmm. I could see that. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so that is uh, shipping adventures with uh, Chris and Scott. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will say the the reverb shipping protection. I I recently made my first claim on that, and that was actually really nice. They just handled it. Um, I sent I I I sold that OP one that I had that oh, nice. replaced the battery, and then uh, it got shooken so bad in shipping that the keyboard connectors fell out and uh, the battery disconnected again. And that, those those were soldered. I'm sure those were like, oh, oh, wow. They broke solder joints. And so, um, you know, in retrospect, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, yeah, well, what, you know, what could I have done to make that stronger? But at the same time, I was like, dude, I was using that around home and moving it around and it was fine. So um, something got rattled. But yeah, Reverb yeah, just was like, all right, do uh, you think we could repair it or um, replace it? And the, the guy who <laughs> bought it for me was like, He's like, I just want something working or I'm just like, I was like, yeah, just send it back to me and we'll figure out a return. But Hey, I told him not to ship it yet. Cause I'm going to make a claim on it and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get back to him. And then like reverb just like stepped in and took it over. Oh, wow. And so yeah, I think I actually... repaired. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've only used, uh, their shipping stuff recently because I've historically just never had a printer until, I moved in here, so I just I would always have to do it via UPS where I could actually take a QR code and just have them scan it and they'd print the label for me. Uh, um, and yeah, Reverb's been like really nice. Like I don't, it's like a very, very small fee for that. And I think it's even much cheaper than getting like, what all does USPS offer? The signature, the insurance over a hundred dollars all that like adds up but i think it's a pretty flat fee on reverb right yeah so reverb is actually discounted off of what the retail rate is and so once you add the insurance in on most pedals it's about break even which is worth it i mean the other trick you can do is um you can print shipping labels through paypal in their multi-order shipping thing it's only us at usps but you can print labels there and pay out of your paypal and you can get cheaper rates than it like at the post office. Interesting. So yeah, if you sell 10 or more items a year on eBay or reverb or whatever, go get a printer. It will save you that money. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, it amazes me how millennials don't own printers. I think That's a lot cool. of us just are all like, Oh, I can just print at work and now we're all at home, but, and I'm yeah. weird cause I work at home. So therefore I have a printer, but, I don't know. I just, I've just always had one and I like only, I basically only do that. I used to print music for like church, but I use an iPad and then, you know, I like stopped going to church. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I miss going to church. <laughs> yeah. It used to be a thing. I, I know a church yeah. you can go to in Denver. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I can uh, when you're, them, uh, didn't I? Yeah, the buddy that you have here. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to do that because I really want to like start playing again until the church I'm actually mm-hmm. employed at opens back up fully and lets me come back to work. But you work at a church. Yeah, like I was I literally signed all the like w was it the w4s and all that other stuff like the week before covid shut everything down and i'd already done three four weeks of like basically interviewing and them just seeing how my sound mixing skills and stuff were and then like 
literally the week after we got hired and did all that it was like yeah uh they're closing down in service like in-person services <laughs> so and we've just been keeping in touch and they're like yeah well i think last time i spoke to him was probably back in september he was like until uh we actually open up more fully it's like we can't pay somebody to come do sound for you know 50 percent or 25 percent capacity when we're not getting like as much tithes and stuff so that's fair yeah it was so it was just like okay yeah just uh keep me in the loop um best you can and i've been really tempted to like reach out and be like hey i kind of miss playing and i think you guys still do full band so could i audition for that in the meantime <laughs> nice yeah uh so i think we i think we hit our topic yeah we did <laughs> um want to dive into some news sure uh sort of the tail end of the nam week we're starting to see some of the boutique stuff we're starting to see some of the other stuff so i think the the first one on our list is the free the tone launches the motion loop which is what? a pitch shifting looper pedal have you have you had a chance to check this out yet i have not like i saw the pictures and i kind of read up on it but i haven't seen like all the craziness this thing can do yeah so i mean let, let's start off with the obvious here um it's a it's a two button single size enclosure looper that costs $350. So it's crazy. It's, it's expensive. And I think who you're competing with immediately comes to mind on that. Right. The chase bliss. Yeah. It's the, it, the bloom, it's right? The blooper blooper, that one. Um, and it, but at the same time, it's a bit different. Um, so you actually have a digital screen on the front of it. Um, and, instead of just being just your standard, you know, record and loop, this has a lot of different modes. It has re-trigger modes where it'll just like loop the last phrase you've played using like, like a envelope detection. It's got octaves down, up and down, uh, has a delay, high and low pass filters, reverse, random slicing and rearranging, speed variation. Um, there's a soft clipper inside of it for messing with, you know, the playback, having a little bit more, you know, warmth or kind of dirt to it. Um, so it's, and it has expression pedals in. So this is, this is a trip. This feels like it's more now trying to compete with the uh, big box EHX. I can't remember what that is, or maybe even the, uh, boss was it the re 2200 those like the bigger ones i don't even know if those can do these things i don't know if anything can do these things so i mean this is looking like i don't think this is your average person's like looper obviously this is not a something to play with but um <laughs> whoop my uh my GameStop purchase went through. <laughs> nice. Yep. And Battle uh, Age well in five years. <laughs> yeah. Well the fun part is they uh Yeah, the the stock trading app I have has delays on it where they, they screw with you. You know, like they oh. like they're like, Hey yeah, you can trade in this window and then you watch like they'll delay you, delay you, delay you, and then you suddenly get a terrible price on a volatile stock because they're they're messing with you oh, of course but you know them not making the trade yesterday let me get double the shares because of how it's dropping like a stone right now but we'll see what happens the other fun part is i don't know how fast i'll be able to liquidate it but whatever i'm in on that's true too. it's fun yeah um because diamond hands rocket ship emoji um <laughs> whatever uh <laughs> yeah this I, I this is either going to be one of those like everyone's like oh dude you got in when it was 100 or they'll be like you idiot <laughs> yeah so there, join us no next other. week when we find out scott either owns a quad cortex now <laughs> or, <laughs> uh, or he, he lost 200 bucks you know it's just like you know, whatever. i'm just gonna play my slow game with my uh virgin stocks 
and because uh, they've just slowly been going up. And once they hit that Hyperloop uh, fully functioning correctly, maybe I'll actually be able to buy a DS1. Nice. <laughs> I was going to so, say, yeah, I've, uh, had, I've had enough gains just today on one share of Tesla to uh, <laughs> uh, buy a DS1. Yeah, uh, I and would love this to has own been stonks. Stonk, stonks. The, 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 the new segment of our show, stonks. Um, uh, should we move on? Um, yeah. As I was just gonna mention real quick that yeah, I was digging through Sweetwater and looking at some of the uh, looper pedals in this price range, and yeah, none of them have like those abilities to add the effects and stuff to it. Yeah. So yeah, this is truly unique, I would say, in that area. Oh, by the way, it does have presets on it. However, I don't believe it has MIDI. It doesn't look to be labeled to have it. uh, Yeah, which is odd just because, you know, so it has a stereo in. Oh, by the way, it's a stereo looper. So it has a TRS in and has an out left as an expression pedal. Um, Actually, I'm going to go to the Frida Tones a little more in-depth thing because... uh, I see no MIDI mentions, but it says it, it can accommodate 128 presets, which is like telltale that like, that's like the MIDI number. Yeah. So maybe one of the, Oh, oh wait. wait, it has is MIDI. That, yeah, it does have MIDI, MIDI in. and terminal. Yep. Uh, yeah. Whatever a CM three, five, one, zero TRS MIDI cable is. I'm guessing that's the 3.5 millimeter. Yeah. So that's the new standard, which cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, I'll bed. I mean, this is the morning show, so <laughs> Chris in the morning. Yep. I need to rewatch the coffee. movie again. I think that's gonna be my next like I've watched it once and what what is it season four is or is it five that everybody kind of is like stop watching it because um uh, that's uh, when uh, Harmon well, left. Like they they fired the the showrunner. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I definitely like noticed a big change in that. And then when um, crap, who's the other guy? The, the actual character. Yeah, Donald Glover. When he left, I, I was just like, I I'm, this show's kind of boring now. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. So maybe it was just bad timing that they both left or got fired in that case <laughs> as think, of the writer yeah I, don't, I think don glover just left i don't think he got yeah i think that was about i think he was yeah i think i remember reading up on something about that that he like left to pursue other things so so that's been a uh, pop culture <laughs> all right uh, uh moving on we have universal audio is entering the guitar game well, I mean, they've been in the guitar game, but they're entering the pedal game. Launches three new vintage-flavored UAFX pedals. So we have the Golden Reverberator, the Starlight Echo Station, and the Astro Modulation Machine. Each have three presets built in. Um, they can ha- they have a USB connection to load new presets in the future, or, well, like, effects types in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, stereo in and out. Uh, offers preset functionality and each coming in at a whopping $400 each. That's uh, okay. So that puts this literally up against the uh, Strymon trifecta, right? Uh, or those 500 a piece. I don't know how much those cost because I've never bought one. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> oh, do we want to talk about my other what's new? That's not what's new for me yet. Uh, we should probably. So Chris is currently in possession of something new that I bought. Yep. Got the picked up the Strymon. How do you pronounce it? The Vol Vol uh, Volta. For some reason, I was thinking it was a longer word than that. What? The Volante? Volante. That's it. Scott bought a Strymon pedal. (laughs) 
a big, big Strymon pedal, too. Though it's only big by size, it's not a big box. Volante go burr, 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 <laughs> burr. You forgot to degrade on some of those. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm holding on to it for a couple more days. I'll probably get around to trying it today, and then I'll probably pack it up to send it off later this week. Yeah, right. So randomly, so we we've been talking about the Schecter deal that that wasn't. Um, that... Yeah, still not heard back from that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's not happening. Um, so no. yeah, so I sent Chris money to make that deal happen. It didn't. Um, not Chris's fault. I hold him accountable. No. <laughs> um, so anyway, Chris is like Denver's Craigslist slash like Facebook marketplace is like way better than Chicago. So you're always like, Hey, is this a good deal? Hey, is this a good deal? And I'm always like, yeah. Um, so he, he's showed this like pedal lot. And I was like, well, I'll offer the guy the 300 I gave you and see if it, see if it works out. Dude took it. So, yeah. Cause what's the uh, typical going rate on those? Like 350. 350 okay so yeah because uh scott had mentioned like wanting to go back to low balling for those and i'm like well there's one here like we can try to do an in-person meetup because straight cash usually probably speaks better to you know having to pay the reverb fees and all that other shipping so yeah i mean after fees like if i got one at like 325 on reverb oh that's still low it would be like yeah, I mean that, that that's where I'd like ideally wind up as a as a low ball on, on reverb. Oh wow. Right um that's about what their take home was. So Wow. It worked out. Um so yeah. The deal is uh Chris went and picked it up and he gets to borrow it for a while until so he gets to play with it. That that's his uh thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my uh finder's fee. It's not a bad deal. No. <laughs> and yeah, it is actually, it is pretty crazy. Like, um, there was somebody yesterday that posted a whole lot of like vintage guitars and like one of them even made it to the ugly guitars group. And, uh, Diaz actually been just like, Oh man, I really want that. I'm like, I remember seeing that post that it came from. I'm like, I can send you the listing for that <laughs> and I will get it <laughs> if you really want it. So, yeah, anybody that wants anything, as long as I've done stuff with you before, I will definitely try to hook you up with stuff from here. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, going back to the Universal Audio at 400 bucks, it's, yeah, I mean, it's the same price as, like, the Night Sky, not the Night Sky, what the, is it the Night Sky, Skyline? What's the new reverb? Oh, yeah, the Sky, yeah, the Skyline, I believe. Yeah um or the volante i mean all their all their newer multi-effects series is in that 400 dollar price bracket sorry night sky we were right the first time night sky um chase bliss stuff gets up to 400 uh but chase bliss stuff is mono um we've got the source audio stuff is in that market so i mean the price itself is not outrageous Mm mm-hmm also, Universal Audio has this sterling reputation of always like just kicking it out of the park with uh, kicking it out of the park, hitting it out of the park with all their products. Like, uh, depends on if you're playing football or soccer or baseball. Uh, sports. Um, sports. <laughs> the uh, so like the the Apollo interfaces are fantastic and and they have all that dsp kind of stuff that they're doing they've got the aux box which was fantastic and and a cool shot at at doing something a little easier to use for people than like a like a two notes um so they've got a great reputation they do like analog compressors and like their hardware is all fantastic too and their plugins are great so like it's it's cool yeah 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 it's that good right i mean yeah um the uh that's all cool but at four hundred dollars for a pedal it needs midi and we lost chris to the dog so i'm just gonna sit here talk to myself for a little bit okay he's back 
Yes, is back now. And there will yeah, probably so, still be some intermediate barking. Yeah, so, so I, I was doing a long out, long drawn out. <laughs> this needs nitty. Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, let me just go check the door real quick while you're doing that. <laughs> so that that's my complaint with it. I mean, I, I don't think the price is out of range. It's that far out of range for the, like, UA is going to try to be the premium product. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people are going to be like, oh, only three different modes for 400 bucks. And I, you know, yeah. I get that. I get that. But also like 400 bucks, people pop buy like uh, origin effects is stuff that's like crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. It's like single effect. So um, yeah, cause I'm guessing this is like still like it's you were mentioning they make all this other stuff. I'm guessing this is still going to be like what people would consider quote unquote studio quality stuff, right? see that's that's something i just i hate the term studio grade when yeah, it comes that, to that like effects now doesn't make sense to me <laughs> so i'm always like so it runs at line level right <laughs> like that's basically like i don't know what that means um anymore because you know, it's also probably like a transparent overdrive we don't know what that means anymore um nope. i mean if we run through it the echo station does uh a memory man a precision mode and a tape ep3 so i mean so you've got the the classic tape echo roland space echo or not roland space uh the echoplex yeah echoplex memory man and precision mode i assume it's just like a digital delay kind of thing um yeah like you've already like sparked my interest on the uh potentially a higher quality memory man but then again it's but not it's, supposed to be high quality <laughs> but i would also not point out these DHX are digital bad. these are going to be digital modeling these are not i don't That's think these are too. going to be um these are not going to be like a true true uh bucket brigade mm -hmm. thing but they'll probably simulate it perfectly you know in some type of thing so no, I'm checking reverb for memory men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? You know who makes a great memory man? Chase EHX. Chase Bliss's tonal recall. Uh, that's a bit out of my budget right now. I know. I that was my first Chase Bliss pedal. That's when the addiction started. Um, <laughs> which uh, I might be giving up on my Chase Bliss wall. Like Gasp. if I if I actually go stereo with the Volante, then I need a stereo reverb, right? Yes, it's only fair to you. It's only fair to me, and now I don't know what to do. Um, I'm not buying a big sky. I don't have the reverb. <laughs> uh, because this can replace the the Volante can replace the DL4, and I'll actually have some space back because the DL4 is so big. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. The El Diablo uh, has come out with a new <coughs> version of their HEQ1 harmonic equalizer fuzz with the HEQ1.2. Uh, that was a lot of numbers. Yeah, it's it's a harmonic distortion, which is a is a different sound, um, and a switchable uh, Baxendal EQ section. Uh, what really makes this one different is uh, the old one had trim pots in it. This actually has fixed values, so um, oh, so it's actually kind of a stripping back of the features, but I guess the idea is it's dialed in. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that because I was kind of one of the fun. Like when you're saying like fixed values, I take it you're meaning like the pots like have little ticks in it, correct? Uh, no, I I think it's not adjustable. Oh, interesting. Which also makes me wonder how does he do it? Because usually if you have a trim pot, it's because you're trying to make up for tolerances. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to get just that sweet spot. Because otherwise, you know, a lot of people, like when they're breadboarding, use a ton of uh, pots. And sometimes they'll just tweak it till they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then grab, and, grab a meter go, oh, it's, you know, it's this many ohms. And just slap a resistor in there, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. And it's limited edition, apparently. Yeah, they're limited to two hundred, but there's a there's a note on it that's like, if hoarding and flipping gets out of hand, we'll make more. 
so it's it's a limited edition that's not limited. Huh. Who does that? Uh El Diablo Amps. <laughs> so two fifteen. Not outrageous. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, they also dimmed the LEDs because the original ones were blinding. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, what was the pedal I put tape over? Oh, it was my first. It was my original Julia. That thing was so bright. I was gonna say it's probably a Walrus or a JHS. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of JHS, have you have you looked at how much a V1 uh, kilt is going for these days? Ooh, I'm they're scared. In the, they're in the mid three hundreds now. What were those new? uh two-ish and then they dropped remember they did a flash sale of them for 100 bucks i think so wow suddenly my when i traded diaz as king of tone for one and a cusack tap whirl and some boutique overdrive pedal it was kind of like a eh, it's okay of a deal now it's like oh shoot glad i sat on that kilt the mm-hmm. problem is now I uh, use that kilt, so what do I do? <laughs> uh, sell that one and buy a V2. Or an Exegete from uh, Westminster. There you go. When's his sponsorship up for renewal? It's a good question. <laughs> um, Cody, we want Exegetes. <laughs> or me and scott will take uh geneva's since diaz already has one <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 save you the money and do an exegete um <laughs> let's move on uh epiphone has announced a signature for jared james nichols chris is this uh you're you're mr Les paul jr so is this tickling your fancy or is this an abomination to you um it's tickling my fancy more than his other old glory that has the giant badge on it that i think says old glory on it or something like that i know you can probably take the badge off but i'm just glad that they changed it for this model so what do you Um, think about this whole dog-eared p90 wraparound bridge but it's still carved top i kind of like it because um there's just something about like this how should i word this i guess maybe the traditional les paul shape which to me speaks you know including the carved top um but still putting it on like in a junior format that seems really good because it it, it's i don't know to me it speaks like it's a step up from like the student model um stigma that it might have like the specials and the juniors that are just the flat top if that makes sense yeah yeah i've I've never really liked the flat top junior yeah yeah i think i even think the last time even i was playing on war moth uh i think i even like specked out a carved top junior just because it's like eh, like if i really want a flat top i can just get a telecaster like i want something a little a little different if <laughs> so I'm going to do a junior style. But uh, yeah, since I brought this out, um, I'm not typically a big fan of gold tops, but I love gold tops. Yeah. See, I like gold tops when it's not gold all the way around where they leave the back natural. Is that how it is on here? There is any a, pictures of the back. Yeah, there's a there's an Instagram video from Epiphone where you see the side and it's still gold. It's double uh, bound, which looks good. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's nice. I mm, I still kind of like the black one a little more, especially if I can take the uh, little badge. I don't, what does this even say? Ball power, balls power, blues power. I have no idea. I think it's his blues power. Probably. Then again, he's from Tennessee. It could say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, next up on the list is another signature from this time coming from Fender Japan. Uh, Miyavi. I'm guessing at that. I'm sorry. Um, the Miyavi Telecaster. 
This looks Chris react fun. To it. <laughs> this walk, walk looks me through what this fun. Is. It's so <laughs> I even had to like kind of get this explained to me because I, I just like I initially saw the picture. I'm like, why well, don't know what's all's going on here. So it's a telecaster and the bridge has this very strange strat tele hybrid is the best way I can put it. So it's like a trim, 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 trim arm, tremolo, I, I think. Or to piss people off from certain gear groups, a whammy bar. Uh, yeah, so it, it looks like a traditional Tele bridge, but it's got that tremolo on it. Um, did it say if this is a little 59 or what's in the bridge? Yeah, it's a little 59. Okay, bridge. I actually currently have one of those in my Tele. It's nice. So this is cool. Um, it's a Nashville style, so it's got a middle pickup. And you said it had a sustainer pickup in the neck, if I'm yeah, correct. The sustainer driver from Duncan. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even know they made one. I always thought I had to buy a Ferdinand's. Ferdinand? Fernand what Fernando. Fernandez. Get it from Esteban. <laughs> um but yeah, this thing looks really cool. I think the only concern I really had about it and I I mentioned it as I was going through is like, if this is like more than a thousand dollars, I might lose some interest. And I think we pulled it up and it came out to $2,000 roughly, yeah. which is on par, I think for most of their middle of the road signature models, maybe. Um, yeah. So, I mean like the Mexican made signatures are sitting around like 14 to 1600. And so being a Japan made one um, hitting in the two thousands, isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. um also i mean fender japan stuff is quite good yeah um uh but yeah uh I, I i think we need to hit on one other feature in this thing that makes this thing absolutely nuts sure it has a tremolo that still has tele yeah saddles but um so and it looks like a telly bridge plate sort of and suddenly this bar just comes out of it and i guess it, it hinges it's it's quite mm -hmm. a it's quite a look i just have I'm to, actually i have to just ask the question is why does this need to exist when we have strats i mean i guess to keep the uh i don't know i uh, part of me really uh, I'm going to get hate for this. I kind of like this design though. Well, you, like, I feel you like telecasters, telecasters with a, yeah, I have way too many telecasters and I'm trying to get more. I never realized that until like last week, <laughs> but um, yeah, like the tele bridge, I guess, well, I don't know, call it just the entire assembly. Just, I feel like that looks much better on that body style than throwing in how would you even do that like a wood mounted pickup or just doing a pickup ring and then having a strap style trim sitting there like that looks a little weird to me yeah it it does look but. weird i mean i mean we saw uh, two or three weeks ago we were going through all the ones with floyd in it and we were like oh but this is unique. So it's the high V. Do I have that right? Trem system, super V Maverick, super V tremolo system. So I guess it's, it's a readily available thing. It gives you that bridge plate that makes telecaster sound telecaster, but it's not a telecaster mm -hmm. pickup. No. And we've had the discussion in our, uh, Patreon group that I've become less of a humbucker guy, apparently. So uh, that would probably get swapped out for me if I got this. Because that's literally what I own right now. Is a little 59 in a Telecaster. There you go. So now you can get that that sound. Yeah. Also, just yes. if, if you're bored, <laughs> check this guy out. Because he does this weird flapping, tapping thing that's not quite like most like slapping and tapping players. Yeah, I was also going to say I have never in my life heard of this guy. 
Yeah. It's been around for a while. Ooh, that's why this guitar is so expensive because this trim system is $400 by itself. Yeah. It's also only sold in Japan, so you're going to buy it through a retailer out there, but have fun. Hey, cat, can you not eat my in-ears, please? <laughs> um, let's skip ahead just because we're going a little long here. Uh, Ernie Ball has unveiled the miniature volt power supply. So it's our Scott. Yeah. One, two, three, four. How many outputs? Four. It looks like they can be daisy chained together, like multiple ones. Um, mm. One it's... amp in, so you're daisy chaining that across. One, two, three, four. Yeah, so it's only it four, doesn't... and it's 100 bucks each. Because <sighs> mm, pedals only pull what they need, right? So, like, let's say yeah. you're doing four overdrives off of one out of 300 milli or a thousand milliamps is an amp correct doing the math in my head yes okay that's how the so... metric system works yes chris yeah <laughs> okay um so yeah that's 400 you're already pulling so that leaves you 600 if you daisy chain this thing for what two two delays or a de reverb and delays. I guess I, I guess this works for people that have smaller boards, but oh, you're I mean, gonna, the I, idea I, is I, you you buy one for your first four pedals or five pedals or whatever. You daisy chain one or two of them for like your overdrives or your fuzzes. And then as you grow your board, you buy another one and you daisy chain the two together because there's a through power. Yeah. But you're, that, see, I've been having it? to do a lot more math lately because... I've been having issues with some of my power supplies and I feel like you can just eat this up a little quickly. Yeah. Where this? where this thing burns itself out to me is that it, it accepts one amp in. So yeah, you only get so much out. Yeah. But... Cause like you got to think this maybe more size profile, maybe not necessarily price. Cause I don't know how much this is right off hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100 bucks. Uh, what's the Strymon Ohe roughly go for? Uh, like twice that. Um, and that's I... five, yeah, five, 500. Yeah, I milliamp. mean, so, so here's where the I think this competes is with the things like the Donner and the Sonic Cake. Yeah, the, the I, I would agree. The $50 ones. Um, and what's cool about or, or moreover, what this is, is this is your first power supply when you're building your first like pedal train nano board. I could see that. And maybe you buy two at some point as you kind of grow your boss pedal collection. But when you get to the point of I'm going to run the Strifecta, you're not running one of these anymore. Uh -huh. you're, you're, that's when you're jumping into like currently uh, Chalks is my favorite pedal supply pedal power thing that's out there right now because those things are really cool um or you go to the true tone or you go to the the walrus uh phoenix or you go to the voodoo labs thing this is your starter thing and it's priced that way too because i remember when i was first starting out, i was like well screw it i'll just buy the 30 dollar you know daisy chain thing <laughs> right yeah yeah the little one that's sitting at the checkout counter yeah. at guitar center yeah, and don't get me wrong, I still have one of those. I use it for various things, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I think I still have two. Yeah, it, <laughs> it lives in my work bag because it, uh, it can power my um, little audio interface for my uh, iPhone. So when I'm doing like work stuff with my iPhone, that's what I use it for. Um, so, yeah, that's neat. Check it out. I don't think I don't think a lot of our dedicated listeners are going to be that into this thing just because it it's it's entry level and a lot of us already have a power supply that works for us but cool um and then i guess the last thing in in the world of dumb things news right like that's where this <laughs> category would go fender celebrates yeah. its 75th anniversary with a series of commemorative sterling silver picks cool so it's a coin in a guitar pick shape And it's not even 
Oh god, I wish they would have just done this on like an actual coin instead of reproducing a coin. Well, that would be illegal. That would be. That would be defacing currency. Um, but it's a UK coin, and if we're doing it over here in the US, what does it matter? Is that how law works? <laughs> not a lawyer. <laughs> not a lawyer. Not a lawyer. Um, uh, so that comes in the comes in um, at sixty dollars with variations also coming at forty five and ninety five dollars. So, yeah, so if you the, want to spend a lot of money on a pick, go for it. I don't know if there's going to be any special tone about this. I think this is something you just buy and keep in its case. For a collection. Probably because... Um, yeah. I have a coin pick that's old. And yeah, I don't use it. It literally... I don't even know where it is currently, but it's going to be on display at some point. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the news for yeah. this week. Yeah. I also want to say, just while we've been talking here, I've made fifty bucks in stock on that one stock trade. <laughs> How much have I made today? But, but it also just like catastrophically dropped off again. Uh, <laughs> so I think uh, I, I, I think I'm we down. might be working looking at the market breaking again today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I can see that happening because uh yeah it probably went down from people selling their stuff yeah i'm up 12 percent since <sighs> my initial buy-in nice well everything else is just kind of limping along <laughs> this is fun i'm going to totally just wind up losing all this money i think but if this is fun <laughs> so if you uh, have any idea what we're talking about go join that uh reddit group and if you don't know what we're talking about you can probably find the reddit group it's actually been kind of entertaining if, if you haven't heard about this you're living under a rock bigger mm -hmm. than the one chris lives under so that says something and i was raised in the never mind we won't go there <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, don't don't follow my stock market advice. Just watch the show. That's all we're here for. Um, yeah. But do go and buy some Westminster pedals. Who's our sponsor this week? They're amazing. Check them out. Also, they have a Facebook group for their like. Cody has a podcast where he talks about theology and sometimes about mm -hmm. guitar stuff. Um, you can check that out. Uh, or. Uh, you know, you could also join our Facebook group over at the Effects Loop, or you could follow our Instagram, or you can join our Patreon. Our Patreon's the most active thing we have. If you join our Patreon, you get the episodes early. You get to join our chat room, which is honestly my favorite discussion on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Just because... But I'll, I'll be honest as well, though. I think if we get, like, two more people in that Patreon, it's going to be too much. Like, if we get two more... But we got a really nice balance with really cool people right now. So let's just keep that going. Everyone's real chill. Real cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think that's everything. This has been Scott and Chris in the morning. You're welcome. <laughs> I tried to do the chest thump thing and I think I just hurt myself. <laughs> it's like, ow. <laughs> I've been doing uh, too many push-ups lately. Now my chest hurts all the time. This has been buff moments with Scott. Dude. <laughs> do we want to talk about at-home workouts? Because I've been totally <laughs> into that lately. Uh, I have a meeting in 15 minutes, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you did all that. You mentioned, did you mention the Instagram and the. Also, go buy our merch. We don't push that as much. We should probably add that. I um, think if you just search the effects loop, uh, what, it, what what is our merch through? Uh, Teespring. Teespring? Yeah. So if you do the effects loop Teespring, it should take you to the uh, thing. It'll be under Square Squirrel Studios, which is was kind of the parent company of everything that I was starting. So that's why it doesn't say the effects loop right offhand, but it'll 
you can buy some cool shirts. I think we even have a shower curtain if you uh, fill up to it. So, nice. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us. I'm Chris. I'm Scott. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Game stomp. Every heart is one love again, so Don't buy.